and Trevor Space is an online chat space where kids mix with adults internationally, um, unvetted random adults. So to me, this is such a red flag of online grooming and opening access to our for our kids um, for sexual predators. Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. I'm your host, Alex Newman. Thank you for joining us. We have a very special guest joining us today. She said we've actually had her on before. Um, she is a fighter and a warrior when it comes to uh, all things education. Uh, she served on the school board. Uh, she's been a teacher for a very long time, um, a couple of decades, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, she also has taken a great interest in the well-being of our children and uh, has been really instrumental in exposing uh, some of the gender bending stuff going on. She's been writing in uh, the Daily Signal and the Epic Times. Uh, she's been published all over the place. Uh, Brenda, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Um, you are the one who made me aware of these suicide hotlines. I actually just did an episode of a show uh, behind the deep state that dropped uh, this week um, on this topic. And I, I cited your research. Um, tell us about this. I mean, first of all, what is the concern? And second of all, how did you find out that this was happening? Okay, well, the reason I found out it was happening is because when books started showing up in our um, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, a public library that told kids that their gender can change like the weather uh, based on their feelings and that there's infinite pronouns to choose from, I saw right away that this is creating a mental crisis and it's creating a special sense since we have mental health workers in our schools from outside agencies and I asked them. Um, how are you trained to define gender identity? And they said that gender is a choice. And I said, how are you trained um, if a kindergartner comes up to you and says, I think I'm both genders and I want to go by the pronoun of tree. How are you trained to deal with that? And they said, we're trained to affirm it. And then I said, what if a kindergartner says, don't tell my parents because they won't like that. She said, we can't tell the parents until we're given permission. And so I went to the principal, very disturbed, telling him my conversation. This happened last spring. And my principal said, um, yeah, that's because we want our schools to be a safe place for all children. And I said, so is the definition of a safe place to deceive parents? <laughs> and the reason I started looking into these crisis hotlines is because I saw how, you know, we are creating, intentionally creating confusion which is also because of the way the mental health workers are trained, that it is going to also create a crisis within the home and within families because it's turning kids against their parents and they have to make a choice of loyalty, whether they're going to side with the school or side with the authorities of the school or the authorities in their home. And um, I, my school district is very Catholic and very Hispanic. So um, high immigrant area and and so I just thought this is so wrong. Um, so I started calling these hotlines that are in our bathroom, student bathroom, starting in kindergarten. And the, all of these hotlines started going in before COVID, right before COVID hit. I noticed them, they're in on metallic posters bolted into the walls on eye level of the kids. And I went to one of my principals because I work in several schools. And I asked, since when did we get these posters, you know, in our, in our bathrooms and the principals weren't even aware they were in the bathrooms. They said the custodians must've just put them in at night. It was never 
went through me. So they're even going above, you know, the local control of the, the, you know, school sites. And it was a board decision and they just got put in there. So I started, a lot of them have text lines. 988 is one of them. And I texted and said, um, I'm scared about puberty because I'm unsure of my gender. What should I do? Because I know the Q and LGBTQ means queer or questioning. So once a kid is questioning, they're put into the LGBTQ category, which opens them up to all these LGBTQ resources. And the 988 suicide hotline surveyed me, giving me 11 plus genders to choose from, as you covered in one of your shows. And I think you showed the screenshot of that. Um, and then they automatically, all of these crisis hotlines automatically send you to the Trevor Project. Um, it, it just seems like a go-to if you have any questioning about your gender or sexuality. And the Trevor Project um, refers kids into Trevor Space. And Trevor Space is an online chat space where kids mix with adults internationally, um, unvetted random adults. So to me, this is such a red flag of online grooming and opening access to our for our kids um, for sexual predators. Even um, Gays Against Groomers, an organization, has written about this. Um, they are very concerned because they see that it's the LGBTQ kids that are being placed in harm's way. Um, and they are literally, the way they described it, which I thought was perfectly described, they're using them as bait in the pedophile shark tank. That is absolutely terrifying, Brenda. And I'm noticing a pattern here, right? Um, you know, I remember when I was a kid, it was AIDS. Oh, we, because of AIDS, we have to sexualize your kids. Otherwise, they're going to get AIDS. Then it was bullying because of bullying. Now we have to teach them all about LGBTQ plus whatever stuff. Now it is suicide. So they, they just come up with these things that you couldn't possibly be against preventing children from getting AIDS. You couldn't possibly be against preventing bullying in the schools. You couldn't possibly be against children committing suicide. Uh, and, and this is a deception. This is a trap because they know people won't want to speak out about these things, but it's critical that we yes. do. Um, we're going to go to break real quick. And uh, when we get back, Brenda, I want to ask you your thoughts on what is the real agenda here? Why are they doing this to our kids? Um, so folks, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more from Brenda Lebsack. As a lumberjack, my job is pretty straightforward. I see the wood, I chop the wood. We even hear crazy ideas on how kids should learn. Visit thenewamerican.com for real news you can trust. Welcome back to Conversations That Matter. I'm Alex Newman, your host for The New American Magazine. Uh, we're with Brenda Lebsack. She is a former school board member. She is a longtime teacher and uh, a real advocate for the children uh, and for the communities that she serves. Um, you know, her, her district is overwhelmingly uh, immigrants, uh, people with uh, more traditional religious views and family views. And yet these things are still happening even in her school district. Uh, Brenda, before we get to uh, what's going on in your district specifically and how you're pushing back, uh, I wanna ask you, why do you think they're doing this? Why, why is the federal government funding these initiatives? Why are school districts uh, insisting on uh, teaching kids from, from the youngest possible ages about gender confusion and transgenderism. What is the real agenda here? Well, that's a loaded question, Alex. I have a lot of hypotheses. I can't, you know, they are hypotheses. Um, one is something you've talked about. I mean, I was a school board member from 2016 to 2020. And in December, 2019 in California, I attended the uh, school board conference three months before the COVID lockdown. 
And the keynote speaker was Michio Kaku. He spoke about um, his book that was called The Future of Humanity. And he made it very funny and entertaining, but a lot of it went over all of our heads because it sounded like the Jetsons. But then during COVID, I decided to buy his book and actually read it and found out it was all about transhumanism. And it was about um, meshing artificial intelligence with biology, changing the future of biology. Um, and I know that, you know, Ox Oxford, I think, has put out some books about that as well with Sonia Contrera, nanotechnology. Um, and I was just blown away. Uh, it was like science fiction becoming nonfiction. And he talked in his book also, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but it came from his book about how because population is a problem you know, due to climate change and things like that, that we have to create for the sake of human evolution, artificially contrived, okay, but they're calling it human evolution. We have to create um, interplanetary species that can colonize Mars in order to save our planet. You have to read the book yourself, okay? Michio Kaku, The Future of Humanity. Okay, so I know it sounds insane, but this is who we had as a keynote speaker for the California School Board Association in 2019. Unbelievable. And, and I, I do suspect, Brenda, that there is a, a transhumanist element. I mean, if you can trans transcend your gender, why in the world can't you transcend your, your humanness, right? Uh, why can't? Oh, you yeah, I totally anything? agree with you. you yes, know? I agree with you. I believe all this transgender stuff is is a gateway to transhumanism for sure. Yep, and they're starting um, to promote I also it in entertainment do, too. Go ahead. Go yes, ahead, I, I also believe that these crisis hotlines are being used as a pipeline to human trafficking. Yep, and uh, you you mentioned that in something you wrote. Um, tell the folks why why you you believe that, and because I I saw what you did. You you went in there, and then they're encouraging these kids to to give up their cell phone. Um, one of the groups, once you get into this Trevor space, it was called uh, uh, Gay Men or something like that. And their tagline was, let's talk about boys. I mean, th this is just so inappropriate on so many levels. Uh, so you think this this may be a, a way to feed children to um, sickos, huh? Yeah, because, I mean, they're targeting the kids that are most vulnerable, that are already in distress, in crisis. And, you know, that's the way it goes. They pick off the weakest, right? Yep. And so they're, it says, they don't even hide it. They're mixing. They say this is for 13 to 24 year olds. So they're, but I'm in my fifties and I was able to get in very easily. We also have a teen hotline where teens counsel teens and some unbelievable advice that these teens are giving saying that, you know, you can share your cell phone on Trevor's base when you build trust. But how is a teen supposed to know when? And that's horrible advice. We know that. Um, the Gays Against Groomers, they went in and wrote about that they saw on Trevor's face kids actually sharing their location and oh, then wow. saying that they are looking for a boyfriend or girlfriend because they're lonely. I mean, that is a recipe for kidnapping right there. Yes, it is. It, it, it is. It is outrageous. And I can't. And I, I don't know, Alex, if you okay saw this, the stats, 150,000 children are missing in the state of california have you read that stat i haven't but i've seen all over the country thousands and thousands of kids are going missing a lot of them out of the foster care system 
something is happening here. And, and, and you know, the border yes. too, they're bringing in all these kids. They're saying they're unaccompanied minors and they're releasing them to the first person that says, Oh, I'm the uncle. Yeah, really? Uh, and, and some of these kids are, are obviously being trafficked. Um, I, I think this is just the tip of, of an iceberg of horror, Brenda. And, and I'm so thankful that you're exposing this. Now you went to some of the top officials in your district and, and tried to, um, have some chats about this, uh, share as much as you're willing to please about, uh, how that went and, and what uh, your particular district is going to do about it. Um, yes, because I really think this deception runs deep. It's not just, it's a lot of people are being deceived. I mean, teachers are being used, I feel, um, and so are administrators and superintendents and even board members. I don't think most people know really what's going on behind these crisis hotlines. So I'd really try to give people the benefit of the doubt because I do think that a lot of people really do care about kids and they just think that, hey, we're trying to, you know, prevent suicide. You know, it's kind of like the candy apple. It's that candy coating that's covering up the rotten apple. Right. Yeah. Um, so I went to my union leadership and showed them the screenshots. Um, I showed them also, Alex, that I found on Trevor Space. They had this thing called Ask Sam Brinton Anything. Oh. Now. You know who Sam Brinton is, and he is being used as the mentor for Trevor Space. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, somebody like that mentoring your child when he teaches, you know, strength, how to strangulate? He's into so many kink fetishes. He walks grown he men around them. on leashes like they're dogs. Um, I mean, it, it's. Yes. And, and of course, he just got arrested on felony charges for stealing some lady's suitcase at the airport. I mean. Yes. It's, it's just absolutely wild. He, he is the hero of Trevor Project, as well as Little Nas X, yep. um, the rapper who is the advocate of 2021, who whose theme song is Call Me By Your Name and talks about literally um, having using cocaine, having sex with elites on jet planes. And he talks about children being involved. I yep. mean, this is what human trafficking looks like. And yep. he is actually saying it in his song, the theme song of Trevor Project. And in the video, I mean, too, like, you, you pointed this out and I had to go see it. He actually is shown on the screen having sexual relations with uh, a guy who's dressed up to look like Satan. I mean, he's wearing, wearing a Satan costume. He's supposed to be Satan. Uh, he's the guy who put out that uh, 666 shoe with a drop of blood or whatever in it. I mean, that's the kind of, of depraved mind that we're dealing with here and you know it's bad enough if these people want to do this behind closed doors that's one thing when they're reaching out for our children that's a whole nother thing um brenda we're, we're almost out of time what do you recommend to parents to taxpayers to uh people who are appalled by all this uh wh what does somebody do um we have to get the information out what i did is i met with my union leadership um and then i met with my superintendent um, which they actually set up for me when I showed them the screenshots. All the screenshots are on my website. It's www.brendaforkids.com, the number four, brendaforkids.com. Go under articles. You'll see all the screenshots. If you don't believe my screenshots, you can get in yourself and take your own screenshots. Just go to trevorspace.org and you'd put in a date of birth that reflects a 13-year-old, make up an email address and look at it yourself. I mean, come on. And you told them, Brenda, to you told them you were a vampire cat and they affirmed your vampire cat identity, huh? Um, this was for the teen crisis hotline. Yes. 
They said, whatever you feel you are, you know, it's all based on feelings. And what I noticed in the teen hotline, they always say the way they counsel kids is they, I feel this, I feel that. And that, I believe that pattern of counseling based on their feelings is to prevent any liability. Ah, that would be very logical. All right, Brenda. So uh, mm-hmm. action items for the folks then uh, get the information out, share this video, go to your website, get these things and send them to school board members, send them to state legislators. Um, any other things for, for parents, uh, concerned citizens? Set up a meeting with your superintendent, set up a meeting with screenshots, use the screenshots off my website. They don't know what's going on. I met with my superintendent of my school district. He was shocked. Okay. They don't know what's going on behind these, these crisis hotlines either. And I say, Hey, you know, they, they want evidence that like actually kids are being harmed. But I said, listen, we have, there's ed codes that say we are to inform parents. Parents are not being informed. At least we can inform them. Right. Um, Because this is an entrapment for teachers, for superintendents, for board members. It's kind of like, everybody's kind of like wondering, what do we do? But I'm really hoping there is law enforcement will do something with private investigators you know, and that this will get exploded and yeah. evidence yeah, this, will come this, out this that is this a, is happening. This should be a law enforcement issue. I mean, what we're talking about here is kids. It's obscenity. It's grooming. Um, it's it's so sick. And and uh, Brenda, just to, to emphasize here what you're saying, this is not a problem unique to California. The same hotlines, the same phone numbers are being put up in schools in Texas and in Florida and in South Carolina and in Tennessee. Uh, I've talked to people who've looked at this, who've seen this. This is a nationwide thing. These things are funded by federal tax dollars through the federal government. This is not just California. It just so happens that Brenda is in California and she's the one who's uh, done the most exposing this. BrendaForKids.com, BrendaForKids.com. Any other place where people can follow your extremely important work, Brenda? Are you on social media? Um, I, I do have a YouTube channel. It's just Brenda Lebsack. Brenda Lebsack. Well, Brenda, we appreciate so much uh, all that you're doing to bring these things to light. Thank you. And hopefully we'll get you back on very soon. All right, folks. That was Brenda Lebsack. I'm Alex Newman. This is Conversations That Matter. Until next time, God bless you all.